Good morning, Lord. Thank you for today. Thank you for giving us another day and uh, another steamy, sunny day this Thursday, Lord. Um, we just come to you uh, collectively. Just ask you to help us uh, take a deep breath and focus on you this morning. Just prepare our hearts for what you want us to hear and learn today. And uh, just ask you to help, uh, help the Holy Spirit speak through John to us, words that are encouraging and equipping to us. And thank you again for John's uh, leadership and his um, being willing to get up early once again and lead the tribe. So we love you, Lord. Thank you. Jesus name. Amen. John Amen. Alice. Good morning. Thanks, Jerry. Glad for, uh, thank you for having me back. Glad yes, to sir. be with you this morning, tribe. Uh, wanted to do a quick reflection this morning on, uh, what happens when life is not what we expect. Mm. Um, many of us, I would, you know, say are at that place now and sometimes it's goofy things. So, I've been furloughed for a long time from work. One of the things I've been engaging with with a small group of guys locally is creating an event where churches could gather and serve together and uh, just do a little impact into the, the community to show God's love in a practical way. I have a friend that's been doing it for decades. One of his pet projects was to clean toilets. He would go into businesses, he'd have yellow rubber gloves on in this kit with a scrub brush and chemicals and breath mints for the urinals. And he'd say, hey, we're here to clean your bathrooms. We want to just show you God's love in a practical way. And you know, it was a little odd, but in the midst of planning this, that guy's like, you know, what if we got this giant toilet that just told people like, hey, we're doing something big here. So he custom orders a 15 foot inflatable toilet that arrives at my house. <laughs> and then everything that we think to do, it gets coveted. Like all of our ideas just won't work because of the large nature. Mm. So, um, so it's just not what I expected. I have a 15 foot toilet. If you have some creative ideas, you should give me a call. It's, uh, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Um, another, like not what I expected was the, the transition between Joshua and Moses. Moses, you know, with quotes, the man of God, transitions to his next leader. And that leader, he's recognized, he's acknowledged, he's installed. He leads his first battle at Jericho. God shows up. He's effective at what he's doing. And then he goes into his second battle and everything goes wrong. And he just has to back up and go like, what, what is happening? Why? This is not what I expected. God himself did not get what he expected. And he did an incredibly costly reboot that we read about in Genesis 6. Now, I'm just going to glance off this just to make a point. The Lord saw how great man's wickedness on earth had become and that every inclination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil all the time. Mm. The Lord was grieved that he had made man on the earth and his heart was filled with pain. So the Lord said, I will wipe out, I will wipe mankind whom I have created from the face of the earth, men and animals and creatures that move along the ground and the birds of the air, for I am grieved that I have made them. And out of that, there was four people, sorry, four couples from the world that survived that. Like that's, and I, I 
can't explain. I have a hard time rectifying how my loving God kills the world, but he did. And I can't explain it. I can't defend it. I can't justify it, but I believe that he can, and that he is going to stand on his character and his consistency, and he's going to remain holy and just and true. For us, out of that, like I didn't get what I expected, the only comment I would make is that, you know, he has judged the world and he will judge the world again. So we want to live a life that is finding the narrow road that only four couples found. It's finding the small gate as we move forward. And the character that I want to dive into found his small gate and his narrow road. And he walked it passionately and powerfully and effectively and faithfully. But guess what? He got to the end and it was not what he expected. And that just is, for me, as a leader, that's so hard to think that you can do everything the way you should to the best of your ability with the power of the, the Holy Spirit and to, to sit somewhere and question if you're even on the right path. So I'm going to read about John the Baptist out of Matthew 11. And then I'm going to, it's kind of a long excerpt, but then I'm going to just point, turn back and make a couple um, just comments as we move through that. So if you want to kick your Bible open there, I'm not going to read the text and then reread it. I'm just going to point at a couple places. So this is Matthew 11. We're going to start in verse 2 and go through 19. When John heard in prison what Christ was doing, he sent his disciples to ask him, are you the one who has come or should we expect someone else? Jesus replied, go back and report to John what you hear and see. The blind receive sight, the lame walk, those who have leprosy are cured, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the good news is preached to the poor. Blessed is the man who does not fall away on account of me. As John's disciples were leaving, Jesus began to speak to the crowd about John. What did you go out into the desert to see? A reed swayed by the wind? If not, what did you go out to see? A man dressed in fine clothes? No, those who wear fine clothes are in king's palaces. Then what did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes, I tell you, and more than a prophet. This is the one about whom it is written, I will send my messenger ahead of you who will prepare your way before you. I tell you the truth, among those born of women, there has not risen anyone greater than John the Baptist. Yet he who is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven has been forcefully advancing and forceful men lay hold of it. For all the prophets and the law prophesied until John. And if you are willing to accept it, He is the Elijah who was to come. He who has ears, let him hear. To what can I compare this generation? They're like children sitting in the marketplace, calling out to others. We played the flute for you and you did not dance. We sang a dirge and you did not mourn. For John came neither eating nor drinking, and they say he has a demon. The son of man came eating and drinking, and they say here is a glutton and drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. But wisdom is proved right by her actions. So John is saying, initiates this, this text, this passage is initiated by John from prison, checking in with Jesus to clarify the plan in verse three. Mm. He's, he's like, you know, are, are you the one? Like I thought 
you were the one. We've, we've waited for the Messiah. The Messiah is going to deliver us. The Messiah is going to set things right. The Messiah is going to establish Jerusalem. And Jesus affirms part of that. You know, he says, this is the kingdom is coming. And he declares all the demonstrations of God's great kingdom showing up on earth. So, you know, for us, when we find ourselves in a place where life is not what we expected, clarifying the plan with the king is, is an important first step. Um, the next thing that happens is that Jesus affirms John, and he affirms him powerfully. He affirms his character. He affirms his position prophetically. He affirms his message he honors him. He affirms his grit. You know, he just, he talks like, you're not going to a palace to see somebody dressed up. You're, you're being drawn by the spirit of the living God in this man. That, that's what's happening. And so when we come to places in our lives where life is not what we expect, we need to call to mind what Jesus says about us and the promises that he's made about us. So, you know, Jeremiah 29, 11, a fantastic reminder, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord. Just reminding ourselves that this, you know, God's in this. Or the, the voice of God from heaven at the baptism of Jesus before he had done any public ministry, anything that was recorded, it was God speaking from heaven saying, this is my son whom I love, and with you I am well pleased. And we just need to wrap that around our hearts when we're in places where it doesn't make sense. It's not what we expect. And the, the next piece of this is we kind of move down into it is that Jesus begins to talk about the context. You know, what's the, the context that John is speaking into the context that these people find themselves in. They're really, they're disengaged. Mm. They're, they're completely flat. He's like, you know, we, we celebrated in a culturally relevant way and you wouldn't engage. We mourned in a culturally relevant way and, and you didn't join us there. Like you're, you're not engaged at all. So for us reading the culture again, reading our context is, you know, Jesus just goes back and he's just calling it what it is. He's really not assigning value. He's just saying, you know, you guys are, you're not happy with anything. You're not engaged. You're not satisfied with anything. So for us, we would want to go back if it's not what we expected and just reread our context, re, you know, just run our hands over it and say, you know, has it shifted? Has it changed? Or am I doing the right thing regardless of the context, which is what Jesus would say about John? Mm -hmm. You know, you're not getting it. It's not that the, the word is off, but you're not right. getting it. And then the next and last thing that he does is he contrasts the style. So... He says, you know, John's style was this, and my style was this, and they're so disparate that you would almost wonder if they were on the same team, like they just did things so differently. And then Jesus assigns no value to style, 
He just declares that it is. You know, he just says, this is what it is. And, you know, for us, um, the end of this story is that, you know, John's having this communication from a prison cell that ultimately he was murdered in. Uh, his head is cut off at the end of this. Again, I would say very much not what John expected, not the role that John expected Jesus to play in this. He loses his head at the request of a jealous mom through a seductive child to a drunk ruler. Mm. And John did everything on his assignment, his small gate, his narrow road. Well, he did it well. And it, it's a tragedy that he went out like this. It shouldn't have happened. Yet it did. And so for us, when life doesn't make sense, when we're in this place, there's two things that Jesus says in this context that I think we need to hang on to. Um, it is challenging leading always in times like these. And we need to hear Jesus say, verse 6, Blessed is the man who does not fall away on account of me. When ultimately for me, it's Jesus that's not meeting my expectations. It's him that's not coming through in the way I think he should. Mm -hmm. And it can be offensive and we can lose our way. And Jesus recognizes that. And he doesn't tell us he's going to fix it. He just says, hang in there. Don't fall away on account of me. And the last thing is, I feel like he just says, when we run through that, when we've clarified that we're, that Jesus is still the one and this is still the place we're supposed to be, and we've engaged and embraced the affirmations and we've looked at our context and our style, he says, wisdom is proved right by her actions. Engage who you are, engage how you lead, engage what you are interpreting from your context and embrace your style and go strong. Mm -hmm. wisdom is proved right by her actions. Mm -hmm. So I just want to bless you guys with that. If I can, Jerry, did you want to move into that or? Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, they might, I've got a huge note here and I, I can hear Rufus uh, uh, saying the same thing is that just because it's not expected doesn't mean God's not in full control. And I think that's a, that's a great, that's a great reminder for me. So, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Lead us in, uh, lead us in praying and praying us out and into the rest of our, our day, John. Awesome. Thanks, Jerry. Uh, God, thank you for your incredible faithfulness all the time uh, when we recognize it and when we don't. And I bless my brothers and sisters on this call uh, in your name. I bless them with the authority that you give us to bless and I bless them Lord to walk in wisdom and for their wisdom to be manifest for it to be proved right in its actions I bless the creativity the energy I bless them with acuity and clarity in their thoughts and that they would just be motivated and I bless them with endurance and perseverance during this challenging time Lord I bless them that they would not fall away but they would double down, that they would move forward and that they would honor you with their thoughts, their words, and their deeds. Strengthen them for what's in front of them today. Fill them with your Holy Spirit and move them into the work of your kingdom. We ask it in your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen.
Well done, John. Love you, buddy. You guys have a great Love Thursday. You too. See you in a See bit. You.